This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Speaking to his flock in the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, we join Archbishop Alexander Sample as he reflects upon our faith, culture, and life in the church on The Voice of the Shepherd. Joining Archbishop Sample is your host, Dina Marie Hale. And now, The Voice of the Shepherd. Greetings and welcome to The Voice of the Shepherd. I'm your host, Dita Marie Hale, and along with Archbishop Alexander Sample, we're going to continue to reflect a little bit on pilgrimage, but also to share a little bit about our seminarians, our seminarians studying here in the U.S., but also we have some studying abroad. And Archbishop, you've had some opportunities recently to be with them, to do some evaluations, but also just to be able to be one-on-one to look at the building of our priests in the Archdiocese of Portland. So as we share a little bit about our seminarians and their vocation, please Please open us in prayer. Certainly. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we give you praise and thanks for all your wondrous, wondrous gifts. We thank you for every blessing in our life. And Father, I thank you especially just for the men that you have brought forward to uh, study for the priesthood here in the Archdiocese of Portland, Lord. Even for those who discern that this is not their calling, I thank you for the generosity of these men who have offered themselves offered their lives in, in service of you and in service of, of your holy people. And so, Father, as we reflect on this during this program, I ask you to pour out your grace and blessing upon all of those men who are in the seminary and on those men who are discerning. Lord, strengthen them. All of this we ask through Christ our Lord. Amen. Holy Mary, our hope, seat of wisdom. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, I know this is a time where we're getting into evaluations and spring break, and the 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 education and the formation of our seminarians continues to, I think they're looking closer and closer to May, and what's going to happen for the next step. Yeah. But you and Father Jeff <clears throat> Irvin have this, this um, dedication, this commitment to walk with these men mm-hmm. to because the church calls and they respond to a call so it's not only the men discerning a call to the priesthood but the church discerning Absolutely. is this truly a call and it mm-hmm. takes time and prayer and as i think you've mentioned before being soaked in prayer Absolutely. that we hear how the lord calls us and and you had a recent opportunity to talk right. to some of those guys that are we currently had, in rome yeah with this you know we we reflected uh, or I, I talked last program about pilgrimage and in general not with this wonderful pilgrimage we just had with our men studying in rome uh but yeah it's just an incredible opportunity to spend with these men um you know the the this idea of of doing a pilgrimage together every year, as we mentioned in the last program, that this has sort of been the tradition uh, that the guys uh, studying over there in Rome um, after exams at this time of year uh, always do a little pilgrimage together as a diocesan group, just just our guys, you know, together. And I've been joining them uh, more recently. 
but, you know, just to spend that time with them and pilgrimage and prayer with each other to, you know, I mean, uh, the rhythm of, of our time together to pray in the divine office together, the liturgy of the hours, to pray the rosary together, pray the chaplet of divine mercy together, to celebrate the holy mass together, to go to these holy places together. It just, it, 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 it's an incredible experience of, of, of bonding, if you will. Uh, between myself, who am trying to be a spiritual father to these men, um, and and these men who one day pray God will will be our my priest sons, uh, and the priest sons of of whoever will follow me <laughs> in this role as Archbishop. Um, but you know, just I just I want I want to just tell everyone out there uh, what an incredible group of guys we have. Uh, the the all of our guys that are in the seminary right now, and these guys in Rome were just uh, just just amazing, uh, and to to spend time with them and to have these deeper talks with them, to hear them talk about their own spiritual life, their own spiritual journey toward the priesthood, um, to see their zeal and their fervor for Christ, for the Church, for the people of God. Uh, for their own relationship with Jesus. and to, I mean, how many of us in our day-to-day lives sit around and talk about our relationship with Jesus? And yet, I can sit with these men and we talk about our relationship with Jesus as easily as we might talk about our relationship with our family, mm-hmm. uh, our parents, brothers, and sisters. So it's so refreshing, so uplifting so encouraging uh you know i can get pretty i can get pretty discouraged with everything that's going on in the world and in the church and to see these men who are so generous uh, so desirous of a deeper relationship with our lord and 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 seeking to serve him is is amazing and let me tell you something when you go and travel with with people you get to see a whole different side of people you know i i, I joke with the guys over there uh that we go on pilgrimage um you know seminarians they're always putting their best foot forward you know when they're in the presence of the archbishop they're always you know trying to 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 look good and to to be on if you will uh but when you travel with someone you know, in under the stress of travel and the inconveniences and the unexpected things that happen, you really get to see, as I say, you get to know the metal of a man, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I have to say I'm very impressed, very impressed with these guys. Uh, they're just really, they're, they're great to travel with, and they care for each other. That's what I watch for. Is this about me mm-hmm. uh, on this journey, or is it about my brothers too? And to see these guys caring for each other, watching out for each other, uh, inconveniencing themselves so that the other, you know, can be uh, more convenienced, um, it's a beautiful thing to see. These are guys, these guys are brothers, you know, they're brothers. They tease each other, uh, they make fun of each other, I make fun of them. With Within limits, they make fun of me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And... Uh, yeah, it's just it's a great opportunity, and and I just and two of the guys that are coming up on uh, they'll be coming up on diaconate ordination in the fall are just on fire. They're like ready to go. They're excited. They're enthused. They can't wait. That is so good to see that even in the midst of all the troubles in the world and even in the church, that men still respond with such generosity to the Lord and and want to serve Him because they love Him. They love Him, and that's that's the key. You know, I ask our seminarians and our priests to ask 
themselves this question. You know, what gets me up and out of bed in the morning? Uh, and it has to be the love of God and a love of his people and a desire to serve them. And if it's not that, then, you know, we need to take a hard look at ourselves because it's, it's about our love for the Lord and about our desire and our love for the people to serve them. So, yeah, it's, it's just, it was very, very inspiring. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I enjoy getting to know our men. And not just the guys in Rome. We've got, uh, you know, uh, they're in a unique situation where they're close to all of these places, mm-hmm. you know, like Ireland and like Lourdes and Fatima and uh, Ars and, you know, parts of Greece where St. Paul walked. Uh, so yeah, there, there are all kinds of, of uh, opportunities they have, but we have terrific guys in, in all of our seminaries, and uh, you know, getting to know them as well is a, is a wonderful experience, and and just again, same dedication, same fervor and zeal. Right, and I think you've mentioned before that the men that you traveled with recently couldn't be from more different oh, backgrounds, absolutely. ages, um, their family life, what's what have you, but the commonality of Christ, you know, that that is something that we can't just say, oh, he grew up in this kind of family. He should be a priest. No, God calls in all different ways. Absolutely. Uh, And this goes for all of our seminarians across the board. You know, I wish people, uh, I wish people uh, could read the the spiritual autobiographies of these men because when 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 they when when the men come to uh, apply for the seminary part of the application process is we ask them to write out kind of a spiritual autobiography and my heavens the stories that some of these men have the backgrounds that they have sometimes the conversion experiences that they have had uh, it's it's so inspiring to see how God works. In, in these men's lives. In, and they're all, as I say, they're all different. You know, no, no two stories are the same. There are often similarities uh, between stories of, of men who are called to the priesthood, but every story is unique because every man is unique and called by the Lord for a specific person because of what God has created in that man, you know, to, to be able to serve him one day as a priest. I mean, you look at the apostles, you know, I mean, they're all different. You know, mm-hmm. and come from different backgrounds as well. But it's it's it. But God calls from all backgrounds. You know, so I I would say even to any anybody listening out there uh, who might wonder, you know, about a priestly vocation or a religious vocation, uh, you know, for our women, um, you know, you think sometimes, oh, not me. Oh, it could never be me. Oh, I've got this background, or I have that in my background, or I've done this, and uh, you know, I just you know, the Lord could never want me. No. <laughs> If he's calling you, uh, you know, he'll give you the grace that you need. Uh, and, and he calls from all sorts of backgrounds. And you hear some of these stories and, of these men, and uh, you can see, you would see exactly what I'm saying. It's like, wow, I'm sure at that time in that man's life, the last thought he would have ever had is that one day he would be a priest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, share a little bit, because I know you've had time for evaluations, meeting with these guys one-on-one, kind of getting a sense, okay, how are we doing? Uh, All the different types of formation uh, that the men go through at the seminary. What are some of their questions? 
their struggles, their accomplishments, but what are you getting a sense from this particular class uh, of, of where they're at, how they're forming and being formed in the priesthood? Right. I think that, you know, yes, I, 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 uh, I, I have been trying to make it a practice, and um, I haven't been as successful as I would like, especially when, when COVID hit, that sort of threw everybody's plans out the window. But my, my intention, at least, and my plan for the most part has always been to meet one-on-one with each of our seminarians uh, once a year for an hour or, or maybe a little more just to personally check in with them. I mean, we have a vocation director, Father Jeff Irvin, and he does a great job in, in working with the seminary and supervising them and keeping me informed. And, and, and so I, I feel like I'm up, up to speed, so to speak, with our guys through Father Jeff. But there is the personal touch. And I want to know these men. You know, I'm going to, you know, God willing, one day uh, impose my hands mm-hmm. on their head and ordain them priests for this archdiocese. And I owe it to the Lord, and I owe it to the people of God here in Western Oregon to know the men that I'm ordaining. And so I do try to get to know them personally and spend some time with them. I, as I said, I, I try to get a, at least a once a year, a one-on-one, just an hour, just checking in. How are you doing? What's going on? What's the Lord doing in your life? What are your struggles with all of this? What's giving you life and joy? And what, what attracts you can, still to the priesthood? What, what, what frightens you a little bit, you know? How is your spiritual life? I always ask about their prayer life. Any seminarians who would be hearing me right now would laugh because I'm always drilling them on their spiritual life and their prayer life, their relationship with the Lord Jesus. If that relationship is not solid, then their priesthood isn't going to be grounded on the right foundation of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, So I really try to do that. Also, twice a year, we have a gathering uh, with with our seminarians uh, in the in, well near Christmas time now they all come to my house we pray together uh, and then we share a meal together and then we just sit and talk we have conversation uh, and I normally I give them a little message a little fervorino we call it what's on my heart and mind at that time and then I just open the floor for questions and I just let them ask anything they want normally they have a lot of questions about what's going on in the church what's going on in the archdiocese. They probe my mind and heart about where I'm at. So we do that twice a year. And at Christmas time, we do it with all of the men who are home uh, for Christmas break. So uh, that doesn't include the men in Rome. They, they can't come home. But for the men who are most of them here at Mount Angel or at St. Patrick's in Menlo Park or up at uh, Bishop White Seminary up in Spokane, when they're all home, we get together and do that. And then in the spring, uh, we'll do it again, but that usually is just the men at Mount Angel here because uh, you know the others can't can't travel, mm-hmm. you know, from from their seminaries to come for that meal. So that's another chance for us to spend time together, to pray together, share a meal together, but also to talk and converse and let them ask their questions. And then I participate in the seminary evaluations for men in transition. So if a man is is getting ready for holy orders, the diaconate or priesthood, I'll sit in on his final year end evaluation. Uh, or if it's somebody transitioning from college or pre-theology into theology, I also come for those evaluations because uh, those are transition points in the men's lives. So I try to get to know them as best I can uh, and know I try to help them know how much I care for them and, and, and love them and, and want to be that spiritual father for them. I want them to know my mind and heart. 
No surprises, you know. Mm-hmm. When if they're ordained, I don't want there to be any surprises. They know what to expect, and and I know what what to expect from them. And that's all for the good of the people of God. So it's a, yeah, it's it's, it's a privilege, really. It's a privilege, and I'm honored uh, to to get to know these men and to hear their stories and to see the depth of how the Lord is working in their lives. Uh, I th- I would just like our listeners to hear, especially those here in the Archdiocese of Portland to be very encouraged by the men that we have in formation and that will one day pray, God, serve as your priests. We've got some terrific guys and uh, really whose hearts are set on the Lord and on serving uh, you, the people. Uh, so we have we have much to be hopeful for. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm very very hopeful for the future. Very encouraged yeah. for the future. Yeah, and we're hopeful for a priestly ordination this year again, Lord willing. Uh, but one of the men who was on the pilgrimage with you, right. Deacon Dustin, Lord willing, again in June, uh, will make that next step forward. But I just am trying to imagine. Okay, I'm I'm ordained a deacon, and just in a few months, Lord willing, again, mm-hmm. I I'm I'm going to that step of being ordained a priest, having a pilgrimage with your archbishop at that moment has to be just an amazing opportunity for somebody at that moment of just embracing that vocational call. Yeah, I, I, would, I, would, I would hope it would be so for, <laughs> for Deacon Dustin. And I know, I know Deacon Dustin very well. And you know, here's a man I accepted for the seminary. Uh, and so I've been with him yeah. you know, throughout his whole journey uh, through the seminary. Yes, and to be able to to see him now as an ordained minister of the church as a deacon, and you know he traveled in the in the travels that we had, uh, you know he was able to serve as as the deacon at mass with me. I just it's such a joy, you know. When I think back on uh, when he first showed up uh, at the discernment retreat, you know, however many years ago that was, and just was thinking about the seminary, you know, and now to see him ordained a deacon already, and then looking forward to priestly ordination. He, I can tell you, as, as they say, he is really psyched. <laughs> he's <laughs> yeah. ready to go. Uh, he's on fire. Uh, he can't wait uh, to be ordained. There's just, uh, I have to say, there's just a joy in his face. I can visualize his face right now. There's just a joy in his face, in his eyes, uh, at, at what the Lord has done in his life and leading him to this point. Yes, so we'll have, we'll have one priestly ordination uh, uh, mm-hmm. this year. Wonderful. And you mentioned a lot about... You know, the men coming together, supporting one another, looking out for one another, this development of fraternity. It happens in the classroom. It happens in the chapel, in the residence hall, in the dining hall, as these men have year after year of this community. I always love to hear a priest who says, I'm going to go visit with my priest friend, you know, for a pilgrimage, or they're going to take their eight-day retreat, and they're going to connect with one of those men they've been through the trenches with in preparing for their vocation. These are lifelong relationships that are built in the seminary. Absolutely. And that's so, so important you point that out, Dina Marie, because I really strongly encourage uh, our, our priests to develop those, those fraternal bonds and friendship bonds uh, among themselves. Now, you know, we're all different. We all have different personalities. We all have different things we like and like to do and don't like to do. So, I mean, it's not like, <laughs> it's not like every priest uh, can be your best friend. Uh, but I, I want priests to foster priestly friendships because, you know, quite honestly, no one understands the life of a priest and the, <laughs> right. and the joys and the challenges of that better than another priest. So to have somebody that you can open your heart to 
and sort of let your hair down and, and just be yourself and, and share your, your, your joys and sorrows and struggles and accomplishments is, is a great thing. And so that's why I, I really encourage the men in the seminary, especially as a diocesan group, to bond with one another, to see each other's brothers. You know, and even, even you know, because we're, we're all brothers, but even in families, you know, uh, we have siblings and we're all brothers and sisters, but I think it's kind of natural that you're closer to some than others, you know, and it's not to, you know, put the others down, but, you know, I think, you know, you might have a brother you're a little closer to in the family than, than, than another, you know, you love them both, but you're, you have more in common with you, you enjoy the company of one more than the other, especially as we get older. So I, yeah, I really encourage that because it's, it's really important that we have healthy priestly friendships. Um, and we can, we can, cause when the, we travel together, like we did on this pilgrimage, you know, when you travel together, you don't have to, I like when I travel with my family, let's say my sisters, uh, or, you know, my brother-in-law, uh, it's a different thing. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're not expecting that, okay, now we're going to pray morning prayer together <laughs> right. from the breviary of the mm-hmm. divine office or, Hey, let's say a rosary now, you know, quite honestly, you know, it's just a different reality. But when you're traveling with priests, mm-hmm. whether it's on pilgrimage or even on vacation, mm-hmm. you know, you know, priests travel on vacation together and they may go to some wonderful place to relax and unwind and, and recreate. Uh, but boy, you know, in the morning they're praying morning prayer together. Mm-hmm. They're having mass together. Uh, they might, you know, pray a rosary sometime during the day and then they'll pray evening prayer together. And, you know, so it's the the priestly life is not lost during vacation time. Right. Uh, whereas sometimes, you know, even with our own family members, it, it, you know, we still have to take time for our prayer and everything else and, and mass and that. But, you know, sometimes, you know, it's, it's a little bit more complicated. But it's another thing, great thing to see is these priests... Uh, develop friendships with guys from other dioceses mm-hmm. that also are lifelong friendships, yeah. and and you know they they stay in touch. Maybe they vacation together, uh, or go on retreat together, or on a pilgrimage together, um, and that's just great to see. I mean, I've got priest friends, you know, uh, sprinkled around, you know that 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 I've known in the seminary, or maybe uh, post seminary. I still keep in touch mm-hmm. with them. And uh, once in a while, we still get together. Uh, we can call each other. Um, those 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 bonds of of brotherhood and the priesthood are are really very important. And I I see in our seminarians, you know, we're all different personalities, and some are more introverted than others, certainly, and some are more extroverted than others. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, and uh, but I'm pleased to see that there seems to be a real desire among the men uh, to 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 be brothers, to be friends, uh, to spend time together. Because, you know, we're going to serve together for many, many years, pray God, right. as, as priests in this archdiocese, and, and we need to love and support one another. And, yes, even sometimes challenge one another. Right, right. You mentioned a lot last program, Archbishop, of Our Lady of Knock and the presence of Our Lady, particularly on this this pilgrimage, but in the life of a seminarian, in the life of the priest, the presence of Our Lady. And maybe just um, reflect a little bit about that. I'm going to put this very boldly and very bluntly and strongly. Uh, A relationship with our Blessed Mother is a must, is a must for a priest. And I say that 
unequivocally, and I say that with no hesitation. And yeah, you know, uh, there might even be some priests in the world who would look at that statement and just say, you know, no, uh, you know, that's not necessarily true. The church has always taught us, uh, we're all, we all should have a relationship with our Blessed Mother, but the church has always emphasized this relationship with Our Lady for a priest. Uh, because she is, she is the, 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 the model of that fiat, that yes to the Lord, that, that complete giving herself over to the Lord. She is the spotless, uh, sinless, virginal bride. Uh, and, you know, we need her uh, to model for us uh, that purity of life as well. And, uh, but she's our mother, She's, she's, she's mom. Mm-hmm. She's our spiritual mother. Uh, and she has a special interest in love for priests. Why? Because she sees reflected in the priest her own son. You remember in sacramental ordination to, the whole, to holy orders, to the priesthood, when a man is ordained a priest, he is sacramentally configured to Christ uh, so that he ministers in persona Christi, in the very person of Christ. And so when Mary looks at the priest, she sees uh, one who reflects her son. And so she has a very special love. She formed the humanity of her son, Jesus. Not just physically forming the humanity of, of Jesus in her womb, but in his humanity growing up, she taught him, she nurtured him, she fostered his humanity. And she does that same for the priest. And so from the cross, Jesus entrusts who? The beloved disciple, St. John, to his mother. Woman, behold your son. Son, behold your mother. But who is St. John? St. John is one of the first priests. St. John is a priest. And so I think priests need to see in Mary a mother who's profoundly interested in them, loves them profoundly and wants to help them and nurture them and guide them and mother them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, sometimes I just throw myself in Our Lady's arms, you know, when it's, when it's tough. You know, I, I entrust myself to her. So a devotion to Our Lady is not an option for a priest. It's not an option. It has to be. And, and priests should foster that, that relationship, especially, I'm going to say, by praying the Holy Rosary. You know, and in the last program, I mentioned that book in Sinu Yezu, these revelations, if you will, or messages that our Lord gave to this priest, uh, and, and, and Our Lady spoke to him as well, urging the daily praying of the rosary. And I can tell you, I spoke with the priest when, when I was on pilgrimage uh, uh, there with our seminarians in Rome, and I asked him to just to say a word to our seminarians before we departed. And he just urged about prayer, the primacy of prayer, Eucharistic adoration, but also the rosary and Our Lady. And he says, get that rosary in every day, even if it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, get it in, because uh, there's great graces that flow from the spiritual powerhouse that is the praying of the rosary. And yeah, I know some priests maybe don't find it to be particularly their devotion, but there's a power in that mm-hmm. prayer. Uh, that is, is you know, anybody who's ever been involved in deliverance ministry, for instance, knows. So, yes, uh, Our Lady is, is uh, and I encourage our seminarians, as we've been talking about it, uh, to also foster that relationship with, with our Mother Mary. Yeah. 
Well, I just want to encourage our listeners to continue to daily pray for our seminarians, for our priests and our religious, particularly those who are in our seminary right now. And for right our now. archbishop. And for the archbishop and all of our bishops, <laughs> absolutely. Help. And our Lady of Knock to continue to intercede. Would you help us close with your yes. blessing, please? And through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of Jesus, may Almighty God bless you all, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And thank you for joining us on this edition of The Voice of the Shepherd. We look forward to sharing with you again next week. For Archbishop Alexander Sample, I'm Dina Marie Hale. And until our next encounter, may you have a blessed week. You've been listening to The Voice of the Shepherd with Archbishop Alexander Sample, a production of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon. To subscribe to this podcast and access to all of our past shows, visit moderndayradio.com. Please email your comments and questions for the show to info at archdpdx.org. Learn more about the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon online at archdpdx.org. Peace be with you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.